0: Welcome to The Board, a podcast series on mechanical keyboards by the mechanical keyboard community. Proudly brought to you by Idea23, awesome caps at great prices, Kibio, the place for split keyboards, and DIY keyboards. Get cracking. Well, today's episode It's a bit of an up and a down kind of episode because of something that's been recently posted, I suppose is the best way of just describing it, simply on Reddit. However, we'll get to that in due course. Unlike conventional episodes, I guess, I don't really have a topics list this week, simply because after reading that post, I was so incensed that I felt, well, you know, I kind of wanted to to unpack some of that and also just talk about some of the things that have happened in the week gone by. So I guess we should probably start with the good stuff. Should start with the the positive stuff and the happy stuff. So yesterday was actually The Board Podcast's third birthday. Wow. What can I say? It has been a great three years, an entertaining three years, and all at the same time, a lot of challenges, a lot of growth, a lot of change. Three years ago I decided to actually take some action and hassle a bunch of people on Slack in a different group to start recording and have a bit of fun and make a pilot episode. I started putting together some episodes talking about some analysis of the mech market and price fluctuations on keyboards and artisans. And from there we evolved from multiple hosts to two hosts and now we are currently down to just one regular host we've had hundreds of episodes as you can imagine every week then that's 52 a year plus of course specials and so forth minus of course also when people have been away or sick now of course with that i want to say a massive thank you to Danny and Josh from Off the Clack for actually putting together that episode last week. I quite enjoyed it, despite uh, if anybody else thought it was not to their cup of tea. But hey, it's great that they stepped up and they wanted to help out and put out some content and just cross pollinate. So if you guys do want to hear some keyboard people talk about stuff, because I do realize that their content is not necessarily always 100% keyboard-keyboard related, well, just go check them out. And, you know, as Danny said, off the clock is really a play of off the clock you know they they're just relaxing chilling out having a good time talking so you know don't judge please at least not too hard (laughs) but yeah you know so we've had we've had some some good times some great episodes and hopefully more will be coming up ahead and i want to say thank you and my love to everybody who has supported appreciated you know donated on patreon or one-off donations, or sent stuff in for us to talk about suggestions and played the games with us, entered our competitions, so on and so forth, and especially our ongoing support from our sponsors. So, three years, where are we going from here? I don't know. Shall we be going on? Yes, I will continue to go on, till uh, I guess at least I decide this just isn't fun, or interesting, or entertaining anymore, and we'll see what happens next. Of course, challenges of life, work, family is always going to be there, but they're never going to go away. So I don't really think that's a reason to to make excuses for not continuing to have fun and record a podcast for all you guys and girls out there or attack helicopters, whatever you may choose to identify yourself as. Now, last week I was away. I was away over a thousand kilometers in a different state. Yes, interstate as Australians call it and not so much referring to highways uh, or motorways. So our national highways tend to be uh, numerically numbered as well, and motorways are also numbered in that same way. So I was attending a wedding on the Friday, and then on the Saturday I was hoping to actually get to the Brisbane Mini-Meet. I did get to the Brisbane Mini-Meet, but I was significantly delayed. So if you follow our youtube channel you would have seen a very short 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 video of me entering the fabrication clean room that was at the edge at the state library at the queensland state library it's in the basement level of the edge part of the building i did try to initially have the idea to do a bit more video footage and also some interviews unfortunately that didn't pan out as i explained in the youtube video so for those who aren't bothered to go to YouTube, which is fine, not a problem, what had happened was the wedding was Friday, reception was Friday night, and we also had a breakfast on Saturday morning. Now, the wedding itself was over an hour's drive outside of Brisbane, up at Bribie Island in Moreton Bay, and we crossed the bridge over to Bribie Island uh, for breakfast at the Bribie Island RSL. It was quite a large party of people going there for breakfast we had tables booked so it wasn't like the rsl didn't know that people were coming but they had two staff at their cafe so when we ordered our breakfast we were told it was going to be a 40 minute wait for food Four zero. zero wow so of course once you get your food then you've got to eat it and then of course you know that that added quite a bit of delay so we did actually leave at a time that we were hoping we were going to be able to uh, get back into town okay for we kind of made a good time making our way back but that 40 minutes really ate significantly into the time that I had available to attend the meeting got to the State Library found the car park it said there was still three slots available in the car park awesome one car ahead of me Ooh, cutting a bit tight car ahead of me gets into the car park the boom gate comes down and then the sign switches over to full day well I had to back out I had to do a lap around and go to the museum which is on the other side to get into their car park and find a car park get out and leg it so by the time I actually got to the venue to the fabrication lab at the edge it was quite quite late I was very lucky though that they hadn't actually started the tour of the facility And Hayden, who is one of their sort of volunteer people, their staff, I'm not sure if he's actually paid or not, but either way, Hayden, if you're listening, thank you very much. Pretty cool guy. You know, he showed us around and it's an amazing facility because it's got multiple sections there for a dirty space and a clean space where the clean space is, you know, electronic soldering. They've got the 3D printing room and stuff like that. And there's sewing. Um, They've got a projection space where they can do workshops and they've got a kitchen and all that kind of stuff. And the way that it was explained is the clean lab doesn't put particulates in the air. Like dust and particles of that nature. Now, vapor from soldering, I suppose, is a separate issue. But, you know, you just have to think a bit on that. Because in the other space, in their machining space, they've got CNC's. And that's where they've got, you know, the laser cutter and the vacuum pump. And they've got spray painting. Uh, they've got, like, areas where they're making uh, kombucha mother for... Well, leather really is the way to, to best describe it. <laughs> Kombucha leather. Uh, it's, it's basically a biomass. It's yeast that grows and turns into a th- very thick, chunky film. So if you've ever bought like apple cider vinegar or something like that and you let it sit for ages, it forms a SCOBY, right? The SCOBY, when you dry dried it out, it's very tough. So they've actually got a lab there that you can grow big sheets to make natural fiber... Or natural biomass fabric which is really cool uh they got you know like i was saying vacuum pumps pressure pumps they've got a massive collection of spray paint which is donated from the queensland police that obviously has come from crime criminals vandals and so on and so forth that well they have no use for so rather than dispersing it they donate it to the edge so you can go down there and use it for your projects and things like that so it was really cool but the downside was I actually didn't really get to check out the keyboards. By the time that tour had finished, there was actually a workshop which was underway and the meetup would have been an issue for them since the meetup was really just a, can we use this space as opposed to, we've got this place booked out and paid for so that nobody else can be in this space. Whereas the workshop, I believe, was a, a paid for workshop. So we vacated, which was fine. We went down to uh, Saccharomyces, Saccharomyces uh, Bar Cafe, which was just down the road in Fish Lane, and, yeah, spent the next hour and a bit just chatting with, with the group. So that was really cool. You know, I got to meet Billy, and, um, well, Rogue Jellybean was there, and Indy was there, uh, Too Cool was there, James Farrell was there. Uh, who else? Um there was a bunch of people. There is another name. I'm just trying to remember <laughs> what what it was. But in any case, it was really great. It was really lovely to meet those people. But I just didn't have the opportunity to actually do the one-on-one interviews. So, you know, the last 10 minutes of me ranting on then is just, I suppose, in lieu of that. So I do want to say thank you very much to Tommy uh, and Billy for actually putting this together and anybody else who helped out. It was great. I left some keycaps and things like that. And E-Music, I think is the one who ended up with it. There we go. Liam, I think is his name. So if you're in that Queensland area and you are at least on the Australian Discord, you can chat to them and grab hold of one of the leftover uh, meetup keycaps or lapel pins that I brought up. And I know that a few people did get to see the down bubble. It traveled quite well, the way that I'd packed it. It wasn't complete, but it was just there as a showing for for the actual size, weight, layout, and the feel of the thing, you know, like Marbo. Um, very Australian reference there. Now that, that was pretty much what happened last week. This week, uh, I've actually put together a keyboard for somebody. I did do a video. I don't know when the video is going to come out and I did play around a bit with the CNC. So coming up in the time ahead, I've actually got a whole bunch of videos banked up right now because I've had opportunity and sort of blocks of time to, to do stuff. Uh, but I do have release requirements and whatnot because of my relationship in reviewing content for Banggood. So the stuff that I'm doing for Banggood, it is still relevant. And I try to make it, of course, relevant for keyboards. I'm not just randomly collecting stuff that they're sending me and asking me to review. No, because I don't really think that's purposeful. They they had actually asked me at one point if I wanted to review like a dollhouse kit. I was like, this not what my channel does. That's not what my interest content is. Why do you want me to review a dollhouse? And so it's, it's really interesting what they want people to review and promote, obviously to assist with their sales and things like that. So I'm very conscious and aware of that, but they're very good because any criticism and feedback that I give them, they tend to take on. And if it's something that they go back to their supply with, and the supplier has you know, commentary against it, then it means I can incorporate that feedback. Or if it's something that shouldn't have happened, or you know, that kind of stuff. So last week was uh, airbrush part one, and coming up will be airbrush part two. I've got some stuff that I've been doing on the CNC as well after I broke it, uh, and I've got a couple of keyboard builds that I've done. So there's definitely things up ahead to look forward to at least for that. Now, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been sending in entries for this month's competition. This month's competition is, of course, asking people want to have a census and questions in regards to what they would like to see asked on the census. So, there's been a good number of questions that have been asked. I will, of course, put them together. You still have one more week to send them through if you have any. Uh, and, of course, I'll, it'll take me maybe a little bit to sort of compile them together, group them together into very similar questions and, and rewrite them out into some kind of census form to collect. Okay, so so that's pretty much all the the good stuff, the positive stuff, the fun stuff. Uh, this week's... Oh, yes, no, forgot. Stickers, update for stickers, update for stickers. Very important. So, you know, the other week I talked about how somebody had generously spent their time and effort and put together a sticker to show me and then I had queries which I've asked about the amount of money and value for the rights to use people's artwork and not wanting to be a begging chooser and and not paying my dues you know I fully appreciate the time and effort that went into it uh, but I hadn't actually commissioned or agreed to any rates before the work was done. I have received zero feedback from the community about this. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of put me into an interesting spot because I really love the artwork. I love it heaps. I just don't feel super justified though right now to be able to pay what is being asked for it and the conditions associated to it. And that's fine. The person who did the art, it's their art. 100% it's their art. It's their IP. It's their their effort, their experience, their knowledge, their skills. So, you know, if it doesn't happen with me, I would love for them to go ahead and take that sticker and make it a sticker and they should be earning the money direct rather than it going through me and then some very complicated process. However, through another channel, a friend of mine's partner is an art teacher and does also this kind of stuff, and I actually did talk with them. And it was a very long negotiation because it was through my friend and not directly to his partner. Uh, and she's actually produced a draft of the popcorn eating watermelon, which I really like. I love it. I've already put it up and shared it on our Slack, and you know, I think the response there was really good. Now, it is a draft, so I don't know when the final will be. Sorted, or if that will be the final it depends on uh, the artist. She's very particular, very perfectionist, I guess. But I had already agreed to rates on that work, so I'm happy for that to be the the case on on going ahead. It's just really deciding on size and style of that, uh, if it's going to be on a sheet or if it's going to be standalone and so on and so forth. So I'm hoping to get a couple of more pieces done buy her to be able to offer them as a set of stickers possibly rather than just a singular sticker because for postage purposes it's not effective it's not really you know a good idea especially for an international perspective so the other thing that i do want to ask in regards to stickers for people who might be interested is do you want proxies because i can potentially arrange through people or vendors in other countries if they would be interested in carrying them and receiving a fee for it and so on and so forth. But we'll get there in due course. Right, so the only topic that I'm going to talk about this week, and I realize I did get a comment in our Slack group about short episodes. And episode lengths are what they are. Right. you know, I could pad and fluff out and just mumble my way through things to make episodes a certain length. I would rather have an episode be meaningful at the length that they are than to just try and make episodes certain lengths. Now, I appreciate that people don't want to get invested for something that's very short. and At the same time, they don't want something that's overly long. And previously, and still right now, I aim to pitch around an hour. I feel that's a reasonable length of episode. However, stuff might be shorter than that. Stuff might be stuff might be longer than that. What it is is what it is. I do apologize if it doesn't really fit in with the way that you like to be able to hear content. But you know, you can't please everybody. It's really as simple as that. So this week it might be a very short episode by comparison. So one day ago, Gondolandrim who is a Brazilian mechanical keyboard enthusiast, put up a very long post, and it was called, I'm done with this community. It's currently sitting on front page. It's currently got over 7,000 upvotes. It has about 500, 554 comments right now as I have it on the screen. It's a shocking read, and it's a very sad read. It's something that should realistically never have had to be written, however it has, and it's sparked a whole bunch of reaction to it. Now, there are some points that can be drawn out of this, but the long and short of it is this particular person doesn't believe that they're very prominent in the community and that's fine. I don't think they technically are in that context. they have been making open-source PCBs and offering them to the community. So working on the Shark PCB, which was an ortho PCB with RGB and rotary encoder, and then they sort of moved on into doing some other boards and designs there was a bit of kickback and pushback from people because of protectiveness regarding things like copying somebody else's design like the plank. Now, that's not really the main issue, but it sparked a whole bunch of reaction and what they're calling is, you know, uh, big named people in the community. I'm trying to find <laughs> what what the actual phrase that they've used is, but um, essentially there are people in the community who've been behaving extremely toxic. They've been sending messages, they've been, you know, harassing them through email and private messages and so on and so forth in a whole variety of different ways. Now, if that isn't bad enough this person got sick Uh, so mid-july they had dengue fever dengue fever is pretty bloody serious you can get dengue fever in australia up the north more so it's um it's pretty shocking you literally can die so this person survived it after a three-day coma supposedly you know we'll take the pinch of salt and believe that that actually happened but then they've got an email and there's proof right there's proof where somebody actually sent them an email called i hope you die and the email says i heard you recently had surgery monkey boy just want to remind you that you burn with your amazon forest and the whole subspecies you call countrymen also heard your little fish shark ship project is delayed again not surprising coming from a negative iq person like you What the heck? What the heck is wrong with this person? What the heck is wrong with our community that somebody has the audacity to write this shit to another human being over keyboards? Is it that big a deal? Is it that you are so invested in your design in your keyboard in your shop like how how deep can you possibly be stuck in a mindset that you feel threatened by somebody who's making open source stuff for the betterment of the community to be able to grow and be affordable that When you hear somebody surviving a very life-threatening situation, you tell them that you hope they die. Plus, the Amazon forest, which, you know, if you haven't been keeping up with the news, has been on fire for, like, two weeks. That is probably the largest carbon dioxide sink that is left in the world for the context of actually producing oxygen for us humans to survive and it's going up in flames right now and then you're going to have a crack at that and say you hope it burns plus the rest of your countrymen so basically the south americans what the heck is wrong with you mr nice guy whoever this person is now i'm saying mr nice guy because that's what uh i can't even pronounce his name it's uh gondolindrum has written in his post okay It's bad enough that people are going around using private messages, emails, direct messages, and telling people, you know, that your stuff is crap. But then taking it to this level is just... You know, I was going to say not on. Not on doesn't even describe remotely this level of behavior. Toxicity doesn't even describe this level of behavior. This is just, you know, and, and this is why I'm saying, like, I was so incensed when reading this. You know, you read the start of it and you're like, okay, so they're having typical gripes because people are protecting their their intellectual property, their trademarks, which is fine, right? You know, Jack Humbert and new keyboards, trademarking plank, and the previous discussions that we've had and mentioned about dank which became redacted which became contract that's fine right and qmk has very strong stances the qmk team and mechmerlin and all those people right they're very clear about cloned products because there are very specific rules or guidelines should i say maybe not rules that they talk about and we've discussed this before in other episodes on what is the value of producing this if it's exactly the same as something else, right? If you're going to pick up something and you're just going to rebrand it and it has exactly the same layout with exactly the same processor with exactly the same mapping, then that is that is a dick move, right? Because you're just knocking off somebody else's work and you're the one that's trying to make money from it potentially. If you're going to make a variation on it and you're going to make a change, then there is actually going to be some value. Now, I don't know enough about the Shark. and I don't know enough about the other keyboard, the Austin, okay? But I'm going to assume that they are not in that category because this OP person acknowledges that Jack and Macmillan Kumake team are actually really great and they've been communicating about it. So it's obviously not them. Otherwise, he's already gone and named these people who are sitting around in the shadows behaving this way, but (sighs) this is not cool, this is not cool, how invested must we be in our keyboards to behave like this, somebody came to me and went, you know what, can I get this, that and the other, because I want to do something, I'm going to be like, I'm happy to help you, I'll share with you, but I think you should do this work yourself, rather than me handing over the files. But I have no problem with somebody doing something I've already done. And we've already seen this before because I've done very simple stuff where people have actually gone and and copied it, like my nav pad, which is the nav cluster and arrows and stuff like that. You know, I've done numpads, which heaps of other people have done numpads and macro pads before, right? Nobody gets upset about that kind of stuff. I, at least locally, you know, I'm more than happy to help out people with sharing schematics and whatnot. I just don't share files, not because I'm concerned that somebody else is going to run and manufacture it. It's because I think if somebody wants to be designing keyboards, they should be learning. And I'm there to step them through and help them all the way, like showing how I've done my work on YouTube with a series of videos that I did in KeyCat. But this kind of shit needs to stop. Now, I'm not a major influencer because I know by the numbers of people who actually listen to this and talk about this, is it's just a drop in the ocean. It's a tiny drop, tiny, tiny drop. But not that long ago, right, I talked about leadership. I talked about how we behave in the community and what we find acceptable and not acceptable passes down, even with the anonymity that we have on the internet here. Now, for the big names like myself, sorry, maybe I'm not a big name, but for for the named people, maybe not big name, uh, the only reason why I was saying that was because I was spooling up into, you know, like Top Clack, right? You know, Brian and uh, now JB, you know, previously Huey, right? They, They are big influencers. Their commentary has power in our community. I want to call out to all of you guys who listen to this show that you should be reaching out to those big names that you know and getting them to be making publicly their pledges about this right their commentary this should be a movement where we should be accepting open source to support our community we should be supporting people and the freedom to design something unless if it actually has been already legally, trademarked, copyrighted, or patented, because they've gone through those steps and processes to make sure that their hard work has got that protection. Now, if you don't do that, well, it's on your own head that you don't do that and somebody knocks it off. If you don't have the finances to it, well, okay, that's a bit unfortunate, but at least in that context, you can take some steps and you know assist and be recognized as the person that's going to get the attribution, uh, attribute, uh, attributed. My English is failing me right now, but uh, the acknowledgement that that was your design, that was your layout, that was your creation. And this is, you know, an iteration or variation of that. Or if not, then you should be continuing to innovate, to follow what the community needs and produce those products, rather than sitting back and going, hey, I did that. Oh, somebody's copying me. I'm going to get upset about that. Why are they copying you? They're copying you because the market or the community wants that. So maybe you should move in that direction and produce it so somebody else isn't going to do that and beat you and then make you feel upset about it. So right now, this thread is an absolute hotbed of comments, and the majority of people is asking them to call it out. There has been some effects from this and I'm not going to say repercussions because they're not really repercussions but Jack and the QMK team, well they announced that hey by the way you know we've actually had a code of conduct and it's been around for two years two two plus years I believe so if anybody has any issues with it, you know you should be letting us know because we can try and deal with that from QMK's perspective. And I think that's really great. And they did update that as a result of this. There was a thread that the mods also were involved with. Um, and, you know, they've made commentary that, you know, Gondolindrum hasn't actually given them the information on the persons who've been so toxic. So... There's gonna be a a point where you have to respect people's choices. They've chosen not to name and shame, although everybody is calling it out. Everybody's calling out for name and shaming. But this is an opportunity for that person to at least come good in the background and either stop the bullshit or get lost. Right? Even if you don't apologize, if you stop, that's better than doing nothing and continuing in the same pathway. Man, if you're the person who's doing this and you're listening to this podcast, if you have any respect for the work that I do to help the community and to spread the love, then I ask you, I beg you, I implore you, cut it out. Now, if you don't listen to this podcast, well, I hope that if you continue in this negative behavior, if you continue in this way, then... Karma before you in the right way, and all your keyboards turn to mush. That's about as good as I can get. Because, you know, most likely you don't have a cow, so I can't really dishonor you and your cow. <sighs> you know, it's. I'm just looking at the the post that, that Jack put up, and, you know, I'll read it as As online communities grow, the chance for encountering harassment grows as well. And while it would be difficult to try moderate all the mechanical keyboard community, we can do our part. To make sure that QMK is free from this sort of behavior. Being harassed is not your fault and is wrong. No matter what you say, how you look, what you believe, nothing gives anybody else the right to make fun of or hurt you. We've officially had a code of conduct for over two years now, bracket, and have just updated some of the points and awkward wording, close bracket, but we've always tried to maintain the things described there. If you've been harassed on, uh, okay, B, the QMK Discord, GitHub, or some kind of private channel, you can reach out to any of the QMK collaborators to get help or send an email to hello at QMK.fn. At the very least, please talk to someone about what's happening. So, you know, I want to extend that further from Jack's words to this community. And when I say this community, I don't mean the mechanical keyboard community. I mean the board podcast community. There's not a lot of people who listen to us by comparison, okay? <laughs> I know that. I'm very realistic about it. But if you need somebody to talk to, somebody to listen to you know, in private, reach out. Because this is what we are here for. To support each other. Okay. If you feel that you can share it with people who are like minded, well, we've got our Slack available as well. You can contact me via email at our thebordpodcast at gmail.com email. You can hit me up on Discord. If you don't know what my Discord is, email me and I can let you know. So you can contact me via Discord, time zones appropriately, or play message tag. You can get involved in our Slack once again. Send us an email to that email address and I can get you an invitation. We should be always looking to be good to each other, right? I know I'm just going around in circles now, but it is so, so important. There is so much hate out there right now in so many different forms, in so many different environments about so many different issues. Please, for the love of, of keyboards do not let it come into our space keyboards are so universal in that in this digital age everybody uses an input device of some kind i have met kids you know from very early high school age all the way to retirees who love keyboards of the new modern variety with flashy rgbs to vintage right I've met people who are just starting, who just want something nice. I know people who want something that sounds good. I know people who want things that feel good. And we go all the way to those who design, develop customs for weird, wacky layouts and high-end, expensive, beautiful things. I've met and seen and assisted and discussed with people about creating cheaper versions of much-loved layouts like Ryan and his Austere, which is essentially the Alice. You know, people come together because they want to make keyboards better. If you're not here in our community for that, and you are so closed-minded and protective of your space that you can't see beyond those blinkers, get out. Just leave. There is no place for you here. so that is that is it that is my soapbox rant that is my two cents it's sad that I've had to spend the majority of an episode talking about this and I know it hasn't really delivered you know um, a lot of of meaningful conversation uh, but I just can't get past it this week and it's that important it's so important you know, bullying literally can lead to people and self-harm. So we, we have to be so, so careful on what we say, how we say it, to who we say it to. Mental health is growing as a number one issue and killer in society today for all sorts of reasons. And I just do not want to have our space tarnished and contributing in that way, in that way. So I'm going to wrap it there. I I know it is a short episode. Again, I do apologize for those who were looking for, hopefully, a bit more regular keyboard content. Um, The only thing that I can say is, Maybe you can tune into YouTube and watch our entire back catalog of stuff simply because there's like 200 odd videos there to tide you over and, and my not quite dulcet tones and talking and the time delay between video and voice because of the way that my microphone is hooked up. Um, but I, I ask all of you, dear listeners, good friends of ours, supporters, and just keyboard enthusiasts, please, 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 Be good to each other. That's what we need more of. In this world. So. Yeah. Well thank you very much for listening. I hope you all have. A fantastic week ahead. And. um, Well. Hopefully next week. I'll be able to be back. With. Another episode. Of the board. So. Until next time, happy clacking.